Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, November 9th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Noah Osborne. Let's find out what's what during the midterm elections. Confetti erupted in Lower Manhattan as Kathy Hochul secured a victory against Republican challenger Lee Zeldin in the 2022 New York City governor's race. Governor Hochul shattered a glass ceiling last night, becoming the first woman elected to the position. With about 93 percent of the vote counted, Hochul managed to edge out Zeldin, putting an end to the nail-bitingly close campaign. On the other side of the aisle, Republicans were able to secure New York's 17th congressional district in the Hudson Valley. Earlier this afternoon, Sean Patrick Maloney conceded the race to first-term Assemblyman Mike Lawler with about 95 percent of the vote counted. In one of the most followed races out of New Jersey, Tom Keene Jr. is leading incumbent Democrat Tom Malinowski by a little over four percentage points. While 95 percent of those votes have been counted, the race has not yet been called. While control of the Senate is still too close to call, one key race in Pennsylvania went to the Democrats. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman defeated Republican challenger Mehmet Oz to secure the newly vacant Pennsylvania Senate seat. Fetterman considered himself a champion for the working class, fighting for abortion rights, raising minimum wages, abolishing the filibuster, and legalizing marijuana. The campaign trail proved difficult for Fetterman, who suffered a stroke in May and faced repeated questions regarding his health from the Oz campaign. The Pennsylvania native was able to push through and secure the race. New Yorkers have voted in favor of passing four proposed ballot measures. These include measures for environmental protection, estimating accurate living costs in New York City, and creating a racial equity office. The last proposal will add a preamble to the city charter to help guide the government as it makes decisions for New York City residents. New York City might find itself preparing for a bit of a washout. That's right, Noah, because Tropical Storm Nicole is expected to make landfall in Florida as a Category 1 hurricane. She'll make her way north to New York and New Jersey by Friday. Wind gusts are expected to hit 40 miles per hour along the East Coast, but the main concern for the tri-state area is possible flash flooding. Hurricane and tropical storm warnings are already in effect for some and will continue the rollout as the storm progresses. Taking a sledgehammer to all expectations, Peter Gabriel is back to release a new album in 2023 along with a tour. Noah, in your eyes, I see a lot of excitement about this. That's because this is Gabriel's first tour in seven years and his first album since 2011's New Blood. Gabriel's tour will kick off in May of 2023, making its way to North America in the summer. Now we're heading on over to the world of sports with WFUV's Will Talent. Thanks, Noah. Over in the world of sports, there's only one local matchup today between all the major sports, and it's in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks are squaring off for the first time this season. The Knicks' latest win over Minnesota put them at 5-5 five and five as Brooklyn sits a game and a half behind them in the Eastern Conference at 4-7. and seven. There was a different crosstown matchup last night in the NHL as the Islanders visited the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The Isles scored three unanswered goals in the third period and secured a 4-3 victory over the Rangers. What's going on off the field? Finally, the MLB offseason is officially underway as Yankees first baseman Anthony Rizzo has opted out of his contract with the Bombers, making him a free agent. 
New York has already extended Rizzo the one-year, $19.5 million qualifying offer in hopes of bringing the veteran back to the Bronx. Yankees general manager Brian Cashman has been vocal about keeping Rizzo, saying, We'd love to sign Anthony back, if possible. With WFUV Sports, I'm Will Talent. Thanks, Will. This year's TCS New York City Marathon honored Native American Heritage Month. The race's opening ceremony kicked off with a performance from the Red Hot Arts Council dancers and a prayer from Ramapo Chief Dwayne Perry. WFUV's Leah Mallory went to the ceremony to talk with the Red Hawk Native American Arts Council about the importance of acknowledging indigenous land and contributions. Every year, the New York City Marathon brings together people from all over the world to run through the five boroughs on the first Sunday of November. The opening ceremony, which takes place in Central Park the Friday before the race, is an opportunity to celebrate the diverse makeup of NYC. This year, in honor of Native American Heritage Month, the celebration kicked off with a speech by Chief Dwayne Perry of the Ramapo Lenape Nation. Standing in front of the crowd, the chief took the opportunity to celebrate the formal land acknowledgement that recognizes Central Park as native land. Adorned in their traditional clothing and carrying their instruments, the Ramapo Lenape people gave a presentation in honor of this historic moment. Cliff Matias, the cultural director of the Red Hawk Native American Arts Council, says that this recognition is the first of its kind. You know, instead of just giving an acknowledgement, they actually asked the chief to be here and they actually did, um, you know, contracted dancers and, and, and were able to, to share and educate the people. So it was a little bit more than just, a, a, you know, someone from the, the committee doing a land acknowledgement. The goal of the council is to educate people on Native American culture and heritage through art, and that is absolutely what happened at the opening ceremony. Why is it important? It's absolutely important because New York, the average New Yorker has no idea who indigenous people are, has no idea of the history of New York City, um, has no idea that there are tribes you know, within 45 minutes of New York City. Matias, Chief Perry, the Lenape people, and the Red Hawk Native American Arts Council are only a small part of the mission to highlight indigenous communities in New York. Whether they're land acknowledgments or acknowledging indigenous people here, um, all that contributes to uh, our narrative, you know, of, of, of being counted, of being representative, letting people know that we're, we still exist. Only together, indigenous and non-indigenous, can we continue to elevate the voices, history, and contributions of the Native American community to the world. With WFUV News, I'm Leah Mallory. That was WFUV's Leah Mallory reporting on the Red Hawk Native American Arts Council at the New York City Marathon. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Taylor Masetta. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.